Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 354. Y'all know I have time issues, right? Like, have I mentioned that lately? I know I mentioned it probably at least a year ago that ever since COVID, I can't remember what time of year it is. Like I'm having real, (laughs) I'm having real, like what is wrong with me moments. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Y'all seriously. No, I mean like I, somebody had asked me to participate in something. This was in September, random story. Someone asked me to participate in something that was coming up, an event that was coming up. And I was like, yeah, great. And they said, okay, well, we're going to send you the stuff. And the date is, I don't know, like May something. And y'all, the thought that went through my brain was, wow, they're really pushing it. That's really getting up to the deadline. It was September and they were talking about May. They were really far ahead. And that is how messed up my sense of time is right now. Anyway, after that rabbit trail, let's get back to what we were talking about, which today we are talking about helping others declutter. So I am using the recording of some question and answer that I did specifically on this topic. It was actually for the Take Your House Back course, which is always available at takeyourhouseback.com. But I thought, okay, it's Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving Day to those of you who live in the US and are listening to this on the day that it comes out. Maybe you're listening while you're chopping onions. I don't know. Probably you're listening to this much later because um, you were busy that day. Uh, Those of you who don't live in the U.S., happy normal Thursday to you. Uh, But here's the deal. This is something that has been a topic on my mind because, ta-da, y'all, I'm launching a certification program for decluttering coaches to work with clients because that is the thing that I can't provide. So I have given all the how to declutter, the encouragement, the mindsets, all of that stuff is there for you in free content with YouTube and podcasts and blog posts and in well-organized content in books and all that kind of stuff. But this was the thing that I hadn't been able to provide. And I get asked a lot uh, about, you know, is there anybody I could recommend? Because people... A lot of times, many of you listening probably need someone to come into your home. So anyway, um, if you have thought about being a decluttering coach, I know I've heard from a lot of you before who've said, I have started helping other people declutter. Anyway, this is a way for you to make it official. Or if you already help people in other ways and you want to know how to help them with their clutter specifically, it's out there now. Uh, Technically, when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this when it first comes out, uh, you can pre-order. All right. So pre-ordering is now and then December 1st is when we're planning to actually 
turn it on and all the content will be there. Okay, so I would love for you to go check it out, find out what it's all about and pre-order if that's something that is something you would like to do. And I'm excited because I'm hoping that those who were already ready to be coaches, you know, I'm not going to try to convince you to be a coach, but I'm just saying like if people were ready to do this and they want to go through it and become certified, then I'm excited that when the decluttering frenzy hits in January, I'll be able to say, Hey, here's some coaches. If you need personal help, that's, you know, there are people available to do that. So uh, anyway, that is at decluttercoaches.com. That's my site. That's my new site decluttercoaches.com. It has all the details uh, of what is involved in going through the training and then becoming certified after you have successfully completed the training. Okay. All right. But let's, yeah, I mean, that's basically, I'm answering questions. So I'm talking about, you know, some really difficult situations and helping others, some ways to make it go faster when it's difficult, just general questions about helping other people declutter. And, um, I think you'll learn from it in ways that you might help other people, but also probably for yourself too, right? Cause that's how those of us around here operate. All right, here you go. So we are talking about helping other people. Okay. Here's what you need to remember when you are helping someone else, you are in a different place than they are. You are in a different journey than they are, okay? A different spot in the journey. It is a big deal if they have asked you to help them or if they are listening to you right now, okay? They are on the journey at that point, but you're in a different place because you're at the point where either you have established the credibility or you just simply have this position in their life to be able to guide them in this process but you're not in the same place. And I also think it's, you know, as we talk about so many times, uh, Cass, Dawn, and I all talk about this. It is so much easier to identify the clutter in other people's stuff than the clutter in your own stuff. Okay. So those are things that are just important for you to have in your mind as you get started, that these are things you, you need to be aware of. Okay. All right. First question. And these are all hard by the way. And I love it because you're helping people. I mean, this makes me so excited that you have questions about helping others declutter. You need to be proud of yourself that this is even something that you're wanting to dive into, even if it's your mom, your husband, your kids, whatever. I mean, like, think of how far you've come in learning about your own stuff to be ready to like be able to then explain it to other people. Okay. My mom has always saved planners and calendars because she could always go back and look at what happened when she made journal type entries sometimes as well. She's 88 now and lives with me. And I'm wondering how to talk to her about letting them go and other piles of memories and mail she just leaves in stacks. She's almost never accessed them in years. And I've been keeping daily planners now for the last eight years. I do refer back to the last one to three years to technical or financial info I recorded, which means this person understands like she it's hard as well because you understand what they're going through. So let's take what you have learned and then we'll help them. Okay. So the rest of this is I'm attempting to leave no mess for my kids and have better quality of life now with my mom and her memory doesn't have the bandwidth for extra stuff. So 
This is one of those great opportunities to use the container concept. The beauty of the container concept is that you can go into a situation where somebody just automatically is like, these things are all important to me. They have a history. I've always kept these things, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And approaching someone else with their situation and using the container concept does not mean that you explain the container concept. Okay. It might, you might send somebody my container concept video, you know, just to help them understand what I'm talking about there. But in this situation, interpersonally, where you are explaining this, instead of saying, well, there's this thing called the container concept. Instead, you just use that as in mom, here is a special space that I have designated, either it's a tub or it's a pretty box or it's a shelf or it's a drawer or whatever. Here is a space that I have where we can put your journals and your planners, which I know have always been really important to you. Let's go through them and pick out your favorite ones. Okay. Maybe Okay, when I say go through them, I'm like, oh, well, that can go here. But, you know, let's let's choose your favorite ones. Maybe it's certain years. Maybe it's the years when different people, important people in the family were born, whatever. Give some ideas on. Let's pick our favorite ones and put them into this special place that I have for you. So you're not starting out by saying you have too many. You don't ever really go look at these. Why would you? Okay, because you already acknowledge you do the same thing and it's helpful to you. And so you know why this is going to be difficult for her. So instead of approaching it as it's time to get rid of some stuff, instead, it's time to put your favorites in this special place. Okay. And when that is the job that you're doing here, let's put your favorites in this special place that we have for them. Then the container is a, it, it's such a natural limit creator. I mean, like the container is the limit and that's a, a process that you can enjoy, like maybe, you know, putting things in there. So it's not a, an all or nothing because all or nothing is generally the thing that someone who someone else is helping declutter, they're scared that this is going to be all or nothing. And that puts up the brakes, right? Like, and a lot of times the reason people like me are scared on that kind of stuff is because we've always operated in an all or nothing thing. Okay. And so, so we may not understand there's another way to do it, right? Like that's, that's what this goal is here is to help show them there's another way to do it. We don't have to go all or nothing. Here is the space that we have for this. Sometimes just saying that may trigger, well, I don't actually need any of these things. Like now that we put it that way, we have to give it a real home which it's your house and she's living there. And I know that you want it to be her home as well. And it is, um, but you're, you're helping her. It's tough. Okay. I've been through this with my own mother-in-law where it's tough, where it's like, I've heard it referred to as powdered butt syndrome. <laughs> like people don't like to take advice from people whose butts they powdered at one point, you know? And so it can feel very weird to be like, I'm guiding my mother through this, but that's what you're doing, right? Okay. So it's, I'm honoring the fact of who you are, the way you do things. Here is a space, like giving someone a space for something. Don't underestimate the power of that breaking through a lot of this, you know, angst that can happen ahead of time where you're like, oh, how's she going to react? Give them a space say, let's put our favorite ones in there first and then help her work through that. I know. Other thing too, I want to say 
is all of these questions, none of you are going to get a soundbite answer from me that is going to make this not be a problem anymore. Okay. Like it is just not a thing with decluttering for those who truly struggle with clutter that one sentence or one, you know, 30 second explanation is going to mean, oh, okay, now it's not hard anymore. Okay. It's a process. And so much of this process when you're working with other people is building trust, building trust that you are not going to make them feel dumb, building trust that this process really does work, building trust that you are going to stick with it and keep helping them. All of, all of this is building trust. Okay. Which is why the five-step decluttering process, my no mess decluttering process works so well with others. There are no emotions in the process. It's only fact-based answers that depend on the answers of the person whose stuff it is. Not me telling you it's dumb to have this, blah, 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 which I'm not saying you would say that anyway, but you know what I mean, right? Okay, like it is only just dealing with the actual facts of this situation. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos? Well, I preload 
photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I'm looking for advice on how on helping my grandmom declutter after my pop pop died last month. My pop had a ton of excess stuff and my grandmom is very overwhelmed and insists she's ready to start getting rid of stuff. But every time we start trying to do something, even if it's just a small area, she gets overwhelmed very quickly. I've tried saying to her, OK, let's look for trash. Or, okay, let's look for obvious donations just to clear out some space, but she freezes up once we start and we barely get anywhere. I want to give grace. It's only been a little over a month since my pop-up died, but she keeps insisting she's ready and then freezes up and gets overwhelmed once we get started. Is there something else I could be doing to help her? I know having the clutter taken care of would help her, but I don't want her to push her too much either. This is a hard situation. First of all, the one month thing, it that that is a huge factor here it may take time okay but you can still because she's asking you to come there's stuff that you can do in that time so one of the things i would just encourage you to do is to get that printable of the five steps go through that list and just like use it as a way to keep on track you know and it kind of takes some of that me and you and puts this other thing here to like put some distance between what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it kind of takes y'all out of the situation a little bit and it's like, okay, we're going to follow these steps instead of me telling you, this is what you should do. And I, you didn't necessarily say that that's the issue, but you said she gets overwhelmed. So make sure you're following those steps because those steps are designed to help you make progress even when you're overwhelmed. But here's the other thing too. Don't start with his stuff. His stuff is by definition highly emotional it feels like because honestly anybody who's been married for years has thought well i would get rid of such and such and so in her mind she's like okay well now's the time i'm gonna get rid of this and yet then it brings up all the emotions it's high it, so this is this is not where to start all right start with her stuff start general decluttering because there is a decent chance that she has some of her own stuff to start dealing with. Let her get some momentum that way. Say, okay, we're not going to worry about his stuff right now, but I'm here to help you. I again, we're going to follow these five steps. It really does work. It's amazing. Just, you know, anyway, and start in her kitchen or start in, you know, other, other areas where she wants to start and let that start to help her gain that decluttering momentum because so many times when someone is overwhelmed well momentum helps break through that overwhelm like it just makes it easier and easier and easier and you might make huge progress in her house before you ever actually get to this stuff that was his 
And then that stuff is going to look different to her because she will have kind of started to see stuff as things to manage in her home, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Another very difficult situation. I have a cousin that lost his wife unexpectedly a couple of years ago. He's not even 40. I'm so sorry. And has two young daughters. He has a storage unit full of things that are a mix of memories. How can I help or should I even step into this heart-wrenching thing? The home is full, but not unlivable. I know saving the money from this unit would be huge too. I'm going to say the same the same advice. I mean, you know, it's been a couple of years. I have not been in this situation. When I picture myself in this situation, I mean, I know it's not the case because I actually have quite a few very close friends who've been through exactly this and you do have to function. But in my mind, I picture myself curled up in a ball in my bed for years. I mean, like that's, you know, so, and, and you are acknowledging that. So I just want to say thank you for acknowledging how hard this is. I would say the same thing. And if you want to offer and be ready for, for him to refuse, but I would say to start in the house. I know that there's the money of the storage unit, but again, it's all overwhelming, right? Like the storage unit unit is by definition overwhelming. Get rid of some of the easy stuff. Get rid of his stuff. Help him go through some things because he's probably overwhelmed with like, you know, maybe spaces that are neutral, but she used to handle it or whatever, you know, so like go through the kitchen, the living areas, those kinds of places to start building that momentum. And also it allows you to clear up some space to really be able to honor the things that he wants to honor of hers. And then that is going to change how things look once you get to that storage unit. So start in those less emotional areas. How do you help people in their 70s and 80s who have a lifetime of memories and vintage furniture, not to mention that everything has a story behind it, how it was acquired? They are actually both clients of mine. So time is of the essence since they are paying me by the hour. They both need to downsize as they are preparing for the day that they will go into a retirement community. I'd love some good questions or statements to help them with this process. Okay. The five-step process is the statements, right? Okay. So it's like, let's start with the trash. Let's do this as they are moving. And I'm not sure here if you, sounds like they have a, I don't know, the preparing for the day is not necessarily the same thing as a deadline, but start instead of thinking of what are we going to get rid of? What are we going to take to the retirement community? Okay. Um, let's identify the things that you're going to take there and then acknowledge the size of that space. It might be something as much as, you know, if they know where they're going to be going, or if you have, these are the ideas that the areas around here, most of them have floor plans. I can remember looking for those when we were um, finding a place for my in-laws. So look at the floor plans, which um, it depends, you know, some are little apartments and some are single rooms. And my mother-in-law had like two rooms, but one was, you know, they didn't really have a door in between them. So look at the floor plans and say, okay, this unit is X amount of square feet. I can't remember. Um, but you know, it's 300 square feet and half of that is a bedroom and half is this. So, you know, it might even be 
mapping some things out, you know, setting up some boundaries. Even you may not want to put tape on the floor, but you know, be like, okay, this is the this is the space that you're going to have in your new one. So let's think ahead about what it is that we actually are going to take to the new space to give them an idea. Well, that's the container concept, you know, like that new smaller apartment or smaller home is the container concept and only so much is going to fit in there, you know, and I've been, I have been through different retirement homes. You know, when my mother-in-law lived in hers, I you know visited other people there and there were those who packed it all in. But if it was that packed in, in the retirement thing, they still had to have decluttered a ton from their house. Okay. So, you know, giving that container concept, um, if it's not time to start packing boxes, if, if there's an actual deadline, like this is happening, do the container concept with moving boxes, find a um, moving box calculator, put in the square footage that you're moving to and how many boxes are recommended for that, you know, figure out what space they're going to have and then pick their favorite things first. And then everything else is going to need to go. And so then start with that process, start with the trash and all that kind of stuff. When you are physically helping someone who is afraid you're going to throw away something important and wants to double check every item, what's a good way to help them establish a guideline of what is trash so that you're not having to hold up every twist tie, 12 year old receipt for a donut, broken hanger to ask if it's okay to throw it out. Um, this is tough. So, I mean, part of the issue for a lot of people is they literally have to check every little thing. Categories are very helpful. So once you come across a 12 year old receipt for a donut, then when they make the decision, oh yes, that can go, then you can ask the question, if I find a food receipt, can I throw it away? Or if I find a fast food receipt, you know, whatever, however you need to break that down to where you say, can I throw these types of things away without checking with you? Can I, you know, are we going to make a, a category decision about, let's see, what were some of the other examples? You know, twist tie. Once you hold up a twist tie, can I throw away used single use type items? You know, like that type of thing so that you can make a little bit faster progress there. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step -step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. 
Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Also remember that if, if they're having a really hard time with trash, let them get the obvious trash and then move on through the process. So the next thing is easy stuff. Anything else here that has an established home, but it's just not there for whatever reason, uh, let's go ahead and take those things out because then trash will start to reveal itself. But if you're like, I don't think that you have to get every last piece of trash out and you have to convince them that everything is trash before you move to the next step. Okay. Go ahead and ask them for obvious trash to them. Okay. Let's move on to easy stuff. Let's move on to duh donations. Let's start asking ourselves the question or start asking them the question. If you needed this item, where would you look for it first? And then as you do that, more trash is going to reveal itself. Okay. But don't let yourself get stuck on trash. I mean, there are times where I'm helping someone and I'm like, okay, there's a lot of trash here and you don't, you don't see anything else. Okay. Okay. Let's move to the next step. Even though I see more trash, we're going to move on to the next step. That trash is, it, it reveals itself to them as we keep going. Okay. So don't let yourself get stuck on that trash step. Broken hangers. That's one. Um, that's actually an example that happens a lot, right? So broken hangers. Can I throw away every broken hanger that I find? Great. Can I throw away every shopping bag that I find? I will check it and make sure that there's nothing in it. Okay. So you're, you're assuring them that you are not, but you know, I also, um, <laughs> one of the videos that I recorded helping someone who had no idea of my process, um, to be ready for the certification training that's coming up. Um, you know, I laughed when I went back and watched it cause I'm like, she had left to take something there now. And I was like, Hey, I'm throwing away a dirty Q-tip. Is that okay? It's not a treasure. You know, and we just laughed about it and she laughed, you know, so it's like, but it's that, that building trust is so important and it shuts people down when you take the time to have an argument about why this item is trash. You see what I'm saying? And so that's why it's so important to be like, okay, trash, um, anything you see in here, just obvious. And if they, and I, I generally have people do things like, well, I guess so. So am I supposed to look for stuff that, uh, cause you know, I reuse stuff and I craft with things. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Whatever is trash to you, whatever is obvious and easy. If you have to think too hard about it, we'll get it in the next step. Okay. But everything that leaves and you show them that it is not a daunting decision, that is going to help increase that momentum as we keep going. Okay. Another thing too, to remember, and this is something um, I was working with somebody. It was a, a very, a very overwhelming situation. And I think we found one thing in the look for trash step. And then at the end, we had two bags of trash, which were not even bulging full. Like I, I would have had more trash, you know, but she was shocked at how much trash there was because she literally 
did not think there was any trash in this space, which that was my own story, right? Like, that's why I always tell people look for trash because a lot of us assume, well, there's no, this is a closet full or a room full of things I stuck in there when, you know, we cleaned up really fast at Christmas or whatever, you know, like that's what that stuff is. And in my mind, there's not going to be any trash, but that's the reason that we look for trash. So they're, they're going to get there, but fixating on that step and not being willing to move on until they are truly out of the trash, like have gotten rid of all the trash. It may, you know, halt you before I may shoot you in the foot or whatever. That's what they would say in Texas. Okay. My dad and his wife have been married almost 20 years and have been keeping up two houses, one where they live during the week and one they go on, go to on the weekends, an hour and a half away, and will be retiring to that house soon. In order to sell one house, they have to combine two houses into one and they have so much stuff, exclamation point. They are making some progress, but it is very slow. They say, they each say the other won't let go of things. I am trying to help, but I live in another state and have to fly to get to them. When I do go, we make very little progress. I don't want to hurt feelings or be bossy. I've tried sharing your YouTube videos and castles and dons, but like they say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I could use some really use some advice. Yeah. So it sounds like they are open to you coming to help them. Um, stick to the process, stick to the five-step process. Here's what I would advise. The one that they are planning on living in, like this is the one where we're going to live, declutter that one first and just declutter it as if it's their only house. So start in the visible areas, start with the trash, go through the process so that that house becomes, as you said, they have so much stuff. That house becomes what they really want it to be. Okay. After you've done that, and that may take a ton of time, it's going to, as you do that, that's going to change their view of stuff and space and their understanding of how they can live with less and it's easier to live with less. All of that is going to come as they declare. So really focus in on that house where they plan to live or would guess that they'll probably live. Okay. Or if they insist it's one or the other, do the one that you think. You know, if they insist they have no idea which one they're going to live in, do the one you think they'll probably live in. But focus in on that house, decluttering it for itself and, and that space. And then as you keep going, you know, once it's once you've gotten that house to where they really, really like it for what it is, then take pictures of everything. And then as you're going to the next house, because my guess is they've got two of everything, right? Like they've got two toasters, two microwaves to, you know, desks, to whatever, then because you've had pictures of the one that you've already worked on, okay, that that house is like amazing and they're excited about it and all that kind of stuff, which I'm not saying it's going to be easy to get there, but this is how I would do it in this situation. In this house, as it's time to pack that house up, then make sure you have those pictures right there of this is the house that you're so excited about how much progress we've made. So this desk, do you like it better than this one here? Are you going to be willing to replace that desk? Is it worth it? Because it'd be a lot easier to not even have to take it there and just sell it from this place, right? Okay, so using that as a way that with everything that is going that we're going to take with us from this house there has to be a place for it which they have a much better understanding now because of all the work that you've done on that house does that make sense okay again 
nobody is saying, I'm definitely not saying that me answering your question is going to make this all easy. It is going to be difficult. It's going to be hard, but you can do it. Like I, I believe in you and they are so blessed, whether they appreciate it always or not, they're so blessed to have you. They're willing to help them. How do you motivate a hoarder who won't let anyone into her home? The absolute way to not do that is shame. I'm not saying you were saying that. I'm just saying badgering and shaming, not a motivation at all. Like it, it's not helpful. Okay. So how do you, well, you know, I don't know the whole situation here. I don't know if this is a, a relative who you're concerned about their safety. You know, as far as like motivating, I want you to think about how you got inspired to the point where you bought this course. Okay. Like think about, you know, what was it? Was it things just kind of you saw things come across your way? Was it your own frustration over things? Be open about your own journey. Be open about things that you've gotten rid of, not from, well, I got rid of this and this and this. That's never, never helpful, right? But instead, like, oh man, I never thought I could get rid of this stuff from my job 30 years ago, you know, because that was such a part of it. Share your own story to help them see that you really do have an understanding of how hard it is to get rid of stuff. And because, you know, your question is who won't let anyone into our home? So the first step here is being asked to help, right? So even before you say, hey, can I help you? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I think about when my, I still regret this. This is like a huge regret of mine. But when my boys were babies, I had a friend who had this amazing idea that we should clean together, that we should like one day go to my house, one day go, day go to her house, let the kids play and us help each other clean our houses so that our houses stayed clean. It was a great idea. I don't remember my excuse for saying no, or if I just avoided the question, but I was too embarrassed to have her in my house, you know? So it's like, you may have to lay some groundwork as someone who understands before you do that. And it is someone who understands is not just sending her, you know, like my website that has the word slob in it. You know I mean? Like instead it might be sharing your own story and what you've had to work through. That is probably the, the most helpful thing, you know, but as far as like, I, I don't know. I mean, like the, your question is basically, how do I get this person to let me in to help? Well, you're going to have to build some trust there first. Okay. Or maybe, I'm, I know I'm thinking of this on the spot, but you know, one of the main things, and this is, I have an interview on a podcast, it was back in May, where I talked specifically with someone who does hoarding clean out, okay? And he uses my five-step process with his clients. And he talked about one of the major issues, can y'all guess what I'm going to say, is dishes, right? Like dishes is the thing. So maybe instead of focusing on can I help you get all this stuff out of your house? Say, Hey, do you need any help with any household chores? I could just come do the dishes. Well, it may be a humongous job, but you don't have to say anything about that, but you could just offer, is there anything that you need help with? I could, you know, come and do the dishes. I could come in, clean your toilets. I could 
come and you know do this kind of stuff so that it's stuff that everybody knows has to be done, but they're likely overwhelmed and behind on that stuff. And that's a way for you to start building trust because that's an opportunity for you to go in and not shame them and not judge. Okay. If they let you, um, well, we can't change anybody else. Can we, my parents have been keeping a lot of things over their lifetime, every little thing from their past, finding it hard to throw anything away. I don't live close to them, but have three siblings that do. They have told my parents that they do not want their stuff when they're gone. I feel the same, but wouldn't want to say it quite that bluntly. Can you give me a good way to think about it or a way that I can, could communicate it kindly? Or maybe that's not possible. I want to honor them and support them as I can. I think it's kind of the same answer. And I'm not saying your parents are in a hoarding situation, but you know, sharing your own decluttering, sharing what you've been working on in your home. You know, if you're having a conversation with your mom, talking about, you know, if, if you talk about cooking, and I don't mean like find a way to throw this line into the conversation, but mention how much easier it is or how you've had this realization that I actually only really use this one skillet and maybe this other one. So I was able to get rid of others and see if that brings up the conversation of all this stuff. And maybe it's your mom, you know, your mom and your, your mom saying something about, Oh, I know I got to get rid of some stuff, you know, and don't be like, okay, well then let me help you. But just see if you can open up that conversation by sharing your own personal story and what has worked for you. You know, well, I, I just started, I just started throwing away trash. I just started being like, okay. And then the more I trash I threw away, the more I realized, you know what, actually this is trash and this is trash. And I didn't think there was that much trash, but there's trash. Putting the focus on yourself. I think there was a book that my husband and I read before we got married I think they called it eye messaging. I don't remember who wrote the book anyway, but it was basically like, if I need to talk to you about something, I'm going to make sure I frame it in a way where I'm really talking about myself because even, even sometimes you feel like you're talking about yourself, like I just did. <laughs> and I use the word you, because I think that's a general you, but if it's something that people are really sensitive about, even saying, well, you know how hard it is to throw away you know, old planners or whatever, like we were talking about in the first question, you know how hard it is to throw away old planners. Well, the person hearing you may be thinking you means everybody in the world, but if this is actually something that they already feel embarrassed or shamed about, then they think it, it feels like you're saying you have a hard time throwing away planners. And then that automatically makes them, you know, defensive and want to hold on to things. So instead using I messaging of, I finally got rid of my planners that I, I always thought I needed to hold on to them. I mean, this is something when I first started on my blog in 2009, I was writing my own story. It is very natural to just say, well, when you go here and you do this and I would go back through and make sure that it was I instead of you, because people reacted differently when I was even though I was talking about me the whole time, when it said you, it made people like this. When I was talking about me, people were like, oh, okay, let's talk about it. Anyway, another thing too on that with your parents, your brothers and sisters have already said the hard thing. It's been said, okay? So, you know, if the understanding then is that you're going to take it all and that comes up in conversation, that's an opportunity for you to say, I have been working so hard on my house. 
I'm not going to, I just realized I only have a finite amount of space. And if I have more stuff in it than I can handle, that's how it, you know, used to always get out of control. And so I'm just, I'm so cautious about picky was what I was about to say, but picky sounds like, mm, I don't want your stuff. But instead it's like, I'm so cautious about bringing stuff into my home. So I will have to, you know, I, I, of course I'm going to want a few things, but it'll probably just be, you know, a, maybe a couple of things, but no, I'm not going to be able to, to take everything either, you know, but you'll be able to say the same thing if it comes up, but it's been said, like they've heard it. They don't need to hear it from the fourth person, right? How do you suggest I declutter and choose the most appropriate photos, artwork, and schoolwork for my now grown children? We've made it a Christmas time event to go through a few boxes and make pizza together and share the memories together. But I see that while they may pull out, may pull some to save that I may have overlooked, the task is certainly daunting for them. We even plan to do a celebratory bonfire with the items, but it's already taken a few holidays to get through only a portion. I feel I ought to go ahead and curate a collection for them instead of having them sort and declutter. They've been wonderfully patient and we've shared a lot of memories while sorting. Here's the thing. They're being very patient because this stuff is staying in your house, right? And it's your house and you're trying to get it out. I think you already know the answer because you said, I feel like I need to go ahead and sort and curate stuff for them. If you are able and willing to do that, that's what I would do. I would go through, pick out the very favorite things and then tell them. You know, it doesn't sound like anybody here is like, mom, don't throw my stuff away, but tell them, say, hey, I'm going to pick out a few things. So we've been doing this the last few Christmases, but this year I'm going to go through and pick out what I think you would want to go through. You know, you definitely don't have to keep it all, but you can go through that. It'll make it a little less overwhelming. Most likely they are going to say, thank you, mom. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that's going to make it so much easier. Okay. If one of them doesn't want you to do that. Okay. But my guess is that most of them will think that's great. The other thing too, is instead of saving it for a bonfire, you know, according to your local fire ban situation and laws in Texas, we have to be really careful. I'm sure a lot of places too, because you like can't always be burning stuff, but maybe just in the fire pit. Maybe that's your family gift this year is to have a fire pit and you just burn that year's stuff. But, you know, instead of a big bonfire, just do little by little or, you know, shred it and get it recycled or thrown away or whatever. So, yeah, I would say go with your instinct there and, and do that because they are not coming to you throughout the rest of the year and saying, I want to do this. So I think it's going to be even more of a, uh, just a positive, experience if you will go ahead and curate that for them ahead of time. And and don't think of it so much as like intense curating, just I'm going to pick out the things I think they would actually want, or I'm going to throw away the obvious trash. Uh, what causes someone to fill a surface over a fairly sh short period of time and then never touch it or consciously look at it again? It's like all surfaces must reach a particular height of clutter and then sprout a sign that says, do not acknowledge me and do not touch. What's going on behind this lifelong habit? I hope you can shed some light. So I uh, call this slob vision. I don't generally call that that for other people because people don't like to be called a slob. I'm just talking, this is an eye message, okay? For myself, as I, this was my own thing that was like, what is wrong with me? Why does this happen? So what I've realized is I do not see incremental mess. I see perfectly clean where I go, oh, 
that looks so good. I love it. And I see, oh my word, this is overwhelming. I don't even know what to do. I don't see it as it's happening. Okay. I don't see the first two or three things that get put there. I don't see the next things. I don't see how that just ends up growing. I don't see the incremental mess, the in-between. So you didn't ask this. Okay. That's the answer to how does this happen? The answer to this, the solution to this is the five minute pickup. All right. So the five minute pickup done on a daily or mostly daily or sometimes three times daily or whatever basis consistently means that I am picking up random things and putting them in their home for five minutes. And if I will do that almost every day, then these piles don't happen. OK, but th that's what I do. Okay, so that is how I deal with this is the five minute pickup, because what I used to do is be like, oh, my word, why do I just randomly set things down? Because I didn't even notice it till it was this huge overwhelming mess. Right. It's like, oh, what is wrong with me? I can't do that anymore. I can't do that anymore. And then it just kept happening. Right. Like I just I don't have an awareness of when things leave my hands like I I just don't. They just randomly leave my hand and I don't realize it. But the five minute pickup is the solution to that reality for me. And the more often I am picking up and putting something, the same thing again and again and again, every single day away, the more often I do that, the more likely, not guaranteed, the more likely I am that when I go to randomly set it down without realizing, I do have an awareness. Wait a minute. Every single time I do a five minute pickup, I have to take this thing and move it three feet over here. And I am so much more likely to go ahead and put it in its actual home. But just saying, just put things away, just put things away. Don't set it down. Not actually helpful, not actually helpful to the person who does not have an awareness of that. So we don't say, oh, well, then what can we do? We have the solution. And that's the five minute pickup done consistently. All right. I hope that was helpful. Just want to remind you again, if you have thought about it. I mean, y'all, I'm, I'm not sitting here going, everybody needs to be a decluttering coach. I just want to make sure that the word is out there for those of you who have thought about this, like who either have already maybe started making it your business or have thought this is something that I would like to do. Go check out declutteringcoaches.com. I'm really proud of this program that we've put together and I think you're going to love it. All right. Decluttering.coaches.com. Decluttering.coaches.com. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.